0: Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. I am looking outside the window and I have to say that winter is here or at least it is well on the way and that means we have to adjust our driving and the way we navigate the streets as pedestrians. The numbers tell the tale, and I don't have a handle on the exact number, but over the last few weeks in Toronto and the GTA, there have been dozens of crashes. Here in Toronto, two of them were fatal. So what do we have to do, both as drivers and as pedestrians? I'm here with Sergeant Brett Moore of Toronto Police and Tony Sai of the Canadian Automobile Association, which is launching its winter driving blitz today. I'm going to give the numbers out again. If you have questions or comments, you know, even uh, just before the show, talking to our uh, trustee receptionist, and she's talking about horrible experiences she had with drivers just on the way in, and boy, I have them every day too. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Too. Okay, so... Tony, let's start with you. You're launching your winter driving blitz. Mm -hmm. Give us
2: the bullet points. So we're launching it today because we want our drivers to remember that winter driving starts with proper car maintenance. So usually it's about winter tires. But this year we want to remind people about car batteries. Um, It's so important to make sure that your car battery is checked so you don't run into problems during the winter. And we've been seeing a steady increase in battery-related calls over the last three years by about 25%. Okay.
1: And, you know, I had a weird thing happen to my car, which is fairly new, like it's two years old. And the hazard lights kept saying that it was the battery, but it turned out it was something like that I don't understand, like tensioners on the alternator. Uh, You
2: know, I mean, cars, and this goes down to the cars are getting more complicated. Batteries are still batteries, uh, which is why batteries aren't lasting as long as they have been in the past. So they're lasting about three to five years. So you're looking into issues with... Uh, lots of electronic systems and computers so,
1: Sorry, I, I don't understand that mm-hmm. if batteries are still batteries
2: why are they not lasting as long as they used to? Well, so certainly there's a lot more drain on the battery because of the systems oh. in your car, but we're also getting a lot more extreme weather so think about the really cold winters we had in January and that really hot summer, that can impact the, the ability for the car battery to keep its charge, so as we're getting closer to winter now and it's getting cold if your car battery is over 3 years. It's probably time to get it checked,
1: Sergeant Moore.
3: It, it really comes down to we were happy to, to um, yeah, what we were happy to support with the uh, CA today at Union Station uh, with their, their launch. But really, from the policing side, we're asking a question to drivers: right, are you ready? Personally. And is your vehicle ready for winter driving? We know it's coming. We had a little taste of it last weekend. Some places got the first dusting of snow. Um, and, and we know that if, that if you're, you know, I guess what we're asking is if you're a new driver, or maybe you have a, a newer vehicle that you're not used to driving in the winter, you've got to practice. And we know that saying of practice makes perfect. So you've got to get out there and understand how you're going to react to your uh, to, to the, your first sort of loss of traction uh, if it comes to that. Um, and getting your vehicle ready as we heard about the batteries and whatnot and maintenance, but it's also also about the, the the wiper blades. But making a commitment to making sure that you're clearing your vehicle off of its snow, leaving those critical that little extra buffer in the morning to get to where you got to go, slow way down. We know that that's a massive factor: loss of traction. People go too fast for the conditions, and and really about not being Leave distracted. Leave right? It's all those things. And, and I wish I can go back and say I've got this great new tip for you, but but and your listeners. But it really is the basic concepts of winter driving we we know how to do it we know what's coming but man we still have we see on those winter days crashes and secondary collisions because people are not paying attention it's those basic things and we know and i'm glad you said that at the beginning all of that impacts our vulnerable road users too Right So you know, you've got your nice cushion inside of uh, you know, your, your steel cage of your car, but when, you're, when you lose control and you're going too fast when you're sliding and slipping, that's really, really hazardous obviously for our vulnerable road users our pedestrians, our seniors and our cyclists and so it's incumbent upon the drivers to be uh, they've got the highest level of responsibility
1: uh, yeah, I, I also want to talk about, about you know sometimes distracted. Pedestrians. So, sure. first of all, just a, a couple of things, because it 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 felt very sudden when it started to get dark so yeah. early, mm-hmm. and you know you're driving at five o'clock and it's it's dark and there are pedestrians and they're cross they're not crossing at the light and they're wearing all black mm-hmm. and they've got uh, buds in their ears.
3: Yeah, and and we know that road safety, and you'll always hear us say it, it is a shared responsibility. So there's no one, uh, you know, everybody's got a role to play in this. But really what it comes down to, obviously, and you're right, there's, you know, our our vulnerable side, the pedestrian cyclists, and and especially seniors, um, you know, there's certain places that we're encouraging them to uh, sort of rules to follow as well crossing at crosswalks, being alert, making good eye contact, again, those simple things that we've always been taught throughout the years uh, still are really critical. But it really, to distill it down to a certain point, um, drivers have to be the ones that have got their head on the swivel, Right. Yep. You're coming up to that stop, that stop sign, that intersection. You're making your right turn. You're making your left turn at the intersection. You've got to scan, and it's that real sort of drive, defensive driving uh, techniques of, of, of anticipating, scanning the road, understanding what's coming ahead of you. If you've gotten caught off guard, and there's exceptions to every rule, of course, but if you have find yourself caught off guard as a driver, you weren't looking far enough down the road. You didn't anticipate. If you're, if you're coming off the highway, if you're driving in downtown Toronto, it is nothing like driving in the suburbs. It's nothing like driving in... In rural areas of the province. Driving in downtown Toronto requires a full commitment to your awareness. We've got sirens, construction, pedestrians, stuff, right? Distractions going on all yeah. around you. If you're not if you're not fully aware of what's going on, you're, it's a recipe for problems
2: okay absolutely <laughs> agreed 100 <100%. laughs> percent. what else well and certainly i think you know we always say that uh, it's twofold for winter driving it is the driver and it's their and their behaviors and being prepared is also key as well so before and it's different from summer driving being when you're about to hit the road in the wintertime, you always want to make sure that you're prepared, you understand the conditions of the road, you're driving appropriately, but you have things in your car just in case something happens. And so we uh, recommend having an emergency winter driving kit in the back of your car. Um, and, you know, those, those are materials that you want to make sure, like a blanket to keep yourself warm, scrapers for the windshield, um, uh, snacks if you're going on a long trip, a fully charged phone in case you need to call someone, uh, and, you know, some sort of... Of a uh, light, a uh, flashlight, or, or, or reflectors or flares in case you are off the road and you need to be seen. And so, so you know, winter is all about preparation and it's all about making yourself, uh, a, making yourself aware of what winter driving is going to be about. And, and as uh, Sergeant Moore said, being a better driver and, and paying attention.
1: Okay, let's take a call from Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are
4: you? Not bad. Um, The winter driving is, yeah, it's a a bit of a problem, but you have to make sure that what's going on. But what I find is Toronto driving, the reason I think we're having so many pedestrian deaths and injuries and mishaps is, um, and and you know this, I spoke to you, but I hate bicycle lanes. I've hated them with a passion. But here's the problem. They have narrowed their lanes down on every lane of traffic in the city. You used to have, and they've taken about a foot off of each side, that foot. So now all the vehicles go down the street. They've got a very narrow space that they drive in. They used to wander a little bit. If you wanted to see ahead, you'd pull over a little bit to your right to see past the car. You can't do that anymore. So the cars can't see down the road far enough anymore because there's a car right in front of them. It's just constant. So when they took those lanes away, they took the, the space for, the, for, for bicycle lanes and pedestrians and flower pots, they have narrowed the lanes down. You if you look at it, like I wouldn't want to drive a tractor trailer down there, I've drove a tractor trailer in the past, but I sure wouldn't want to try and drive it on a Toronto Street today, or a city bus. Okay, there's no Bob- room. So that's why people can't see the pedestrians that happen to be there. Bob, I'm going
1: to let them respond. Thanks okay. a lot for your call. No problem. Okay.
3: So I guess I'll start. I, I, I'm sort of thinking of my engineering friends from the city and folks that we've, uh, from Toronto Transportation. And th- there has been a lot of work in terms of uh, uh, making improvements to our roads. So there's, uh, I'm not an engineer. Um, it's tough enough being a cop, so I'll uh, just stick to one profession. Um, it really comes down to if you're not comfortable on the road, the simple solution is just slow down. Right? And it sounds simple, and it's one of those things that we keep coming back to. Let's put it this way. There's only so much space on our roads. We know that. And they call it a road diet, let me, in terms yeah. of in sort of in, 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 the, in, in those circles. Um, and, and they are putting in more. They're, they're, they're looking to engineer roads to be safer. If a driver's not comfortable with what's going on, we know our speed limits. There's one word at the top of every speed limit sign in the city, and it's maximum. And maximum may not be for the circumstances that you're at. And so your maximum, if it's 40 or 30, it might only be 10. It might be zero. If you're not comfortable as a driver and things are happening around you, man, maybe you're not even. Maybe you shouldn't even be driving that day. It's just not for you. Move on and do something. You know, and and find another way to get around. But really, what it's critical to do is that cyclists and pedestrians and vulnerable road users have every right to use our roads um, in in a safe, responsible way. But they have, and they have a right to be safe too. Okay, here
1: I'm going to bring something up that. Ganya was telling me yep. about and that I've encountered too. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can be in, in front of somebody who is really in a hurry and really uh, bad mm-hmm. and and uh, they're almost trying to run you off the road if you're going the speed limit or just a few. She said she was five five clicks over the 45 and mm-hmm. like somebody was practically running her off the road.
3: Yeah, it, and we see it. There's so many of those... Stories. What's one of the big four that we call it in police enforcement is aggressive driving. And that sort of aggregates into a bunch of different things. But we know that there's definitely. Uh, there's everybody's got a story about an aggressive driver, somebody's in a rush. Um, and, and I always say from a policing side, if you see that person, you want that aggressive person, you want that person who's obviously not doing and you know, living up to their onus as a driver to, in front of you. Get them away from you, slow down, get that person who's aggressive out of the way. And, and obviously, too, I'm going to encourage folks, that's why we have emergency services and we have ways to make uh, driving complaints. If engage, I don't know if there's a police department in the province that doesn't have a way to make a, uh, either an online or a self-reported driving complaint. Grab a license plate number, engage your local police service, make a complaint to that. I'm not going to say it's going to get the highest of priority in terms of uh, that the particular moment. But I can tell you in Toronto, we have an online way of, for, for folks to make an online driving complaint that's really simple. You can use it from an app on a phone and it will get in front of an officer who's, you know, if nothing else, you can get a, a registered letter to the owner of the car to say, hey, your car, somebody who was driving is, is was not sort of living up to their side of the, uh, you know, their own as a responsible Yeah, driver.
1: but you can't, you can't, you can't use your phone while you're <laughs> driving. There go. But, <laughs> there's the rub.
3: Uh, of course. No, but there's, there's always a way, especially now with technology, to engage your local police to get that complaint and do it. And it's not always going to work. I'm not going to say it's a perfect system, but it is a real way to sort of engage and, and do something about it.
2: And I think, it's you know, as you said uh, earlier, Sergeant Morgan, about that personal responsibility on the road, right? And you can't control the actions of others on the road. You can only control yours. And being aware of what your actions are, you know, a lot of times people are on the road and saying, oh, that person shouldn't have done that. And you, you have to react. You have to be attentive. You have to pay attention to what's going on. And there's lots of more distractions outside of your car. So certainly don't be distracted in your car and pay attention,
1: Okay, we've got to take a break. I'm going to give the numbers out again before we go to break. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740. I am here with Sergeant Brett Moore and Mr. Sai from the CAA. And we're talking about winter driving, road safety. We want to hear about nasty situations you've encountered on the road and how to deal with them. We just got some very good advice from Sergeant Moore and we'll be right back after the break.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one fight back with Libby Nimer on zoomer radio. All right, we're back.
1: We are talking about winter driving safety tips both for pedestrians and for drivers and sergeant moore you have something to say about what happens when you encounter emergency vehicles on the road
3: yeah definitely so especially um uh, at all times, there's the sort of slowdown and move over laws in the province for emergency emergency vehicles, fire, police, but for tow trucks that are operating as well. Um, and OCA has a great great campaign that helps us with that, getting that message out. But also snow plows, right? And so now we're coming in. We're going to start to see sort of maintenance vehicles plowers, plows, salters, sanders, all those things. And let those vehicles do their job. And it's easy and it's frustrating. You get cut, you know, sort of caught behind when we've all been there. Um, but those vehicles have a tough job. And you're going to see some newer plows that are out there now where it's this giant wing that comes over and they're trying to plow multiple lanes at the same time. So when you encounter a snow plow on the highways or roads, those guys got a tough job, and i i, I don't uh, i don't envy the position that they 're in driving these huge vehicles on the highways, but they 've got a critical job to 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 do and um, let them work so that 's definitely when you 're around these big you know salters and whatnot, and then emergency vehicles give them some room, give them a wide berth don't creep up on them and try to slide past them just in case you know because you're in a Can rush.
1: you is it possible to pass them try to pass them
3: yeah you know what that's it so for for police and emergency vehicles the idea is to give a, a, a lien's grace so to speak so if if the vehicles are off under the shoulder we're safe and we're possible. Change lanes, but again, that's that's giving that. If you're not, if you're looking at, I don't know if there's hood ornaments on vehicles anymore, but if you're staring down at the hood of your car and that's all you're looking at, you're not going to anticipate and see like we talked about earlier. So the more eye lead that you've got down the road, the more way, more time you've got to anticipate and give the cop car, the fire, the tow truck that extra lane. Change lanes where you can and give them a wide berth. <laughs> for but for snow plows, it is not recommended to pass them. Hang back. It's a bad day. It's a snowstorm, anyways. That's going on. You're going to be late if you're already late. Let those vehicles work because as soon as that one person—we've all seen them—tries to sneak past, and then they lose control, and it just—it's a recipe for a lot of problems. So I know some of my friends, and again, in the transportation side of things, on the road maintenance side, that they say that is a big challenge for them, especially when they're out in bad weather themselves.
1: Okay, let's take a call from Doreen in Kingston. Hi, Doreen. Yes, hi, Libby. Go ahead. Um, On your uh, comment about uh,
5: phoning uh, and reporting aggressive and bad drivers, uh, personally, uh, if you're lucky enough to have Bluetooth in your car, I have the OPP number and the local police station number programmed into my Bluetooth. Awesome.
3: Awesome. You know what? I and I think that's absolutely fantastic, uh, and, and something that I think I'd hope a lot of folks do, right? Because um, the way it works now is by by make it by giving us the chance to get that information. Um, I'm not saying there's you know there's the officers are just uh, you know just sitting on the side of the highways waiting for calls to come in, but you've created a report, right? You've gotten engaged. You've you've you've, you've taken a, You know you're making that first step to, to allow police to get involved. Um, and when you've got that Bluetooth and the dispatcher is taking down information license plates whatever they can and they can transfer that off to the officer as well um yeah
5: yeah yeah, that's true thank you and also the other thing i find too is too many people uh, because they have the right of way they tend to put their awareness aside and not allow for uh, people coming the other way who's not respecting their right away or maybe they're distracted so if i'm going through you know, a four-way stop or whatever, or through lights. I always, always make a practice of checking, keeping my eye out for drivers who may not be uh, paying attention. But too many people, I find, just because they got the right away, are counting uh, on the other people to respect that right away.
1: That's a really good point, Doreen. Thanks a lot for your call. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, r- right near my home, uh, there are a couple of stop signs, and they're sort of small streets. And, you know, I'm there, people blow through those stop signs all the time, because it's, it's not a busy place where you would be seen. I keep thinking, you know, be a good, good place Mm -hmm. to get a lot of tickets revenue. <laughs> but I guess it's not a
3: high priority. Well, it's one of those things that, you know what, yeah, priority is we always have to prioritize resources uh, and I can tell you all officers, uh, you know, uh, road safety is a, is a, it's one of the reasons we get into the business of policing, right? Is to, is to help people out, to for community service. We know that these things uh, impact people's lives potentially. Um, but yes, there's other things that are going on at the same time uh, during a day and a shift. And you're going to see, uh, hopefully in the next Little bit, we're going to we're moving towards automation for speed enforcement uh, using technology. Um, Essentially, it's some uh, speed cameras in school and community safety zones are going to uh, really be uh, something we're looking forward to and helping with. So um, stay tuned with some of these uh, innovations.
1: And uh, Tony, what would you like to leave us
2: with? Well, and certainly, I think I want to reiterate. Sometimes we're all in a rush to get where we want to go, right? And so the thinking behind that is that if you take your time and go slowly, not only can you get where you need to go, but you can you won't jeopardize anyone else's ability to get safely to where they need to be. So pay attention. uh, Take care of your car. And uh, keep that in mind this winter when it's uh, the roads are going to get messy.
1: And uh, bigger fines for distracted driving coming, right?
3: January 1st, so absolutely. And uh, so to those who choose to be distracted uh, while they drive, it's something uh, just uh, you'll be hearing a lot more information from the different police services about the ministry changes that, uh, that are starting on the 1st.
1: Okie dokie. Thank you both. We have Tony Sai from the Canadian Automobile Association and Sergeant Brett Moore.